0: Welcome to the Pivot and Go podcast. How are we all doing out here? I know Christmas is right around the corner. I can just smell the eggnog and that, really. I don't really like eggnog, but everything else with Christmas is amazing for sure. And we got a treat for you today. This is a Christmas present to you. It's a little bit of a different one. We're going into CEO mode, into a friend of mine, actually, a friend of mine from high school who has grown a multi, multi million dollar business, will eventually be a billion dollar business. He is the next business tycoon. And it's crazy because I would have never told you that that brad carlson our guest today would be at this place he is today but his mindset, his daily drive, his fire, his mission that he's on, and everything that he has put together in his life, his habits and routines has driven him to this place where he's, he has 10 companies. He is running 10 companies, making over $250 million a year with these companies, and he will be, we, he will be at a billion dollars come 2046. As you will see, he speaks that into existence when he's 60 years old, and he's just... Got so much knowledge on how you can go from, I mean, really overlooked, I mean, people telling you can't do something, he even talks about being bullied when he was younger, his his dad wanting to give him the family business, but he turned it down, like that's, that's not easy to do, and he's gone through all the struggles, he's been through it, he's put in the blood, sweat, and tears to get to where he is today, and he's going to share that knowledge with you on the Pivot and Go podcast, so everybody buckle up, because here we are. Go. I'm dreaming vivid, so I'm living my goal. Written to existence, you know I'm doing the most. I'm steady winning, having breakfast for dinner, cause I'm always giving the toast. I live that one percent of lifestyle, didn't you know? Doing what I can just to get in the zone. Incremental change and help you get in the flow. But if you hit the wall, gotta pivot and go. Switch your perspective and go for the goal. That ain't the end of the road. Just pivot and go. Pivot and go. EMF five G Yeah, we've all heard about it, and we all know how bad it is. But our sponsor today, Soma Vedic Changes the Game. This is the device that goes in your house that can reliably mitigate the unwanted influences of EMF and 5G radiation. It is 99.9% satisfaction by owners, and I am one of those owners, and I am very satisfied. I have it actually near my TV. It's this light that lights up, and I felt it on the first day, the effects of it, and it could take away headaches, nervousness, sleeping problems, digestion problems, tiredness, weak immunity, just this from erasing, eliminating the EMF and the 5G that is just all throughout our day constantly. Soma Vedic is absolutely changing the game Thank you for sponsoring the Pivot and Go podcast. Now go get your EMF and 5G erased. Brad Carlson, welcome to the Pivot and Go podcast. We have known each other for, I'd say, a while. Maybe like whatever it was, 20, 25, however old we are now, back in our high school days. Man, would you ever imagine we'd be here together doing a podcast right now? Uh,
1: the last pair of people I would have uh, guessed would be together
0: right now. <laughs> I would, I would have to agree with you. I would say neither of us really were too into school. I was into sports. You were into cars and sports. Little, never really thought about man. Maybe you developing a billion dollar business or me running podcasts and writing books and speaking, but we have gotten to this point where we are right now through a lot of life pivots, and as we'll go into depth on your big pivots and the p- pivots you continue to make in your life, but before we do, start us off with a bang. So we're going to get really deep into your business tycoon mode, but start us off with a bang of something maybe nobody really out there knows about you.
1: Um, I mean, I think the biggest story that really nobody knows about
0: me was uh, I'm a
1: Midwest guy, grew up in a medium-sized school, um, played sports, was pretty average with it, but I was bullied from a super young age, and uh, not a lot of people know that. Um, there was a lot of bullying in grade school, high school. Um, even though I was one of these great athletes, had great friends that were, you know, eventually went on to play college and NFL sports. Um, I still got bullied by a lot of individuals, and so my story kind of wraps around. Overcoming those challenges and being able to tell myself perspectives uh, of the current reality versus maybe what everybody else was saying.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I saw that. And it, what's really cool is how you treat people now. Like, you don't take that that uh, fuel of being bullied when you were younger and taking it out on anybody else in your life. You use fuel to be able to drive, but drive the best out of people. And that's why we have really stayed like very close friends through this. Is we're both very uh, mindset-driven and very improvement-based and just just bringing the best out of people. So you've really used that, that your past to further your future, which is amazing. And, and talk about how you went from making making your life pivot basically you are coming out of high school and and college and not really at this big prestigious college no one's really saying yeah Brad Carlson's going to be this amazing business tycoon like no one's really saying that how did you go about making this pivot and you're like you know what I'm going to do this I don't care what anybody else says let's get it yeah
1: so even when I was in school um my mom always said like it is what it is you have to move forward yeah. and Thanks. so I took that into college, even in college sports, I played college football, and still had bullying issues in college. It was like it just kind of came with me wherever I went. And so I took a perspective to it, which was I was gonna do something bigger, and I had a choice. I could either take my pain, my challenges out on others, or I could learn and take, um, take from the situations, the values and behaviors that my parents taught me and do well with it. And so I chose that path. And so I wanted to do something super special. So to get there, I'd have big goals. And so my goals weren't just like one, two-year goals. They were like life goals. And then I backed into basically what my life was going to be like and created kind of bumpers to where I could work inside of it. And just like you said earlier, I had no idea what you were going to do with your career. I knew deep down you had similar values and behaviors that your parents passed to you. That's why we got along so well. That's why I've connected so long, long so still. And so um, those, those pieces of those values and behaviors drove me to just go from chapter to chapter and bite off little pieces. And as you call it, take little 1% steps. And so, um, yeah, into my twenties, I had the same issue. Basically I had a challenge with my father. Basically he wanted me to take over the family business. Uh, they were home builders. And I basically said, Hey, I want to do my own thing. And he gave me an ultimatum. So uh, another form of bullying, he basically told me if I don't, uh, basically follow his wishes, he's going to cut me off from school, which he did. And I didn't talk to my dad for three years. And so, the time you had cancer, all these challenges, the family was kind of dismantled. However, I knew if I was going to be something special, I had to hold, once again, my values and move forward with it. And so I had basically a great upbringing that allowed me to have these basics. But as I progressed through college, um, yeah, it was just challenge after challenge. And then I started my first company when I was 20 years old uh, with a best friend. And then, you know, it was basically driving through hell, you know, for eight years with him. So
0: Man, let's unpack that because that is a lot of life circumstances and situations that a lot of people will go through. Being bullied and then even having the pressure of your family like your dad growing this business and wanting you to take over and you turning it down. Most people aren't able to do that. Most people just settle into that and are doing something they might not be driven or passionate about doing. So these are real life things and you're coming from the middle of the the midwest and in small town Kearney, missouri like you don't have all this this like anything really given to you so how did you go about like okay uh, let's unpack this for people that might want to start their own business people that feel like Hey, I have all this pressure from my parents on me or I'm getting this, getting bullied. And you talk about you back into it. Like you do one of the best jobs I've seen anybody do. You set your goals and you work backwards to it. So let's, let's go back to the 20 year old Brad. You're coming out of college. You're starting your first business, starting your first business in college. What is your, how did you go about doing that? How did you, how did you step-by-step get to where you are?
1: So there's no blueprint for it. I mean, I'm still searching for one today. I think you are doing an excellent job of giving people tools um, that they can progress. But the first step is you have to, it's attitude, it's mindset. You have to be able to basically deep down say, I can do this. I can figure this out. That's the first step. And so um, at the time, basically I didn't go start a business because I wanted to, I fell into a business and frankly, I grew up around small business my whole life. And so I exploited the opportunity and it became a huge earner for us. And so it was just every time I saw an opportunity, I exploited it to the best of my ability. And so back then, the first company basically started from my college apartment with a best friend. We, we grinded. Um, I yeah. wasn't great at school. Frankly, I was terrible at school. <laughs> he was brilliant at school. And so it was kind of this challenge, but I could figure things out operationally and technically that he couldn't, and he could do things financially that I couldn't. But there was one difference between myself and him is I wanted to be a sponge all around. I wasn't a know-it-all. I basically wanted to become the student of life. And that's where the journey's led me for the past 14 years is basically to the standpoint of um, I I wanted to learn all the aspects of how to be a good human first. I wanted to learn the aspects of how to run a business, all these dynamics. And so I drove it from my lower 20s and I never went into a conversation or a coffee with somebody and said, what should I do? That's a recipe for disaster. Nice. I went into a coffee and said hey I'm thinking about this. Tell me your perspectives, your thoughts. And then I would take those perspectives and I would go to the next chapter. And they were basically forks in the road. And I've had 10,000 forks in the road. I, When I say earlier, I've been through hell. I've been through actual hell and back. I mean, I was broke in college. Father said, you're going to fail. He told me literally wow. when you fail, you can crawl back on your knees and apologize. And I might let you back into the business. And I said, it's not going to happen. So this is deep. And so basically I had this deep rooted loss of, uh, of, my parents. And then I have to go forward. And there was only one choice, but to succeed. And so I didn't just go try to take big hits. I took tiny little bites with my business partner at the time and we grew the business organically. And so that's the big, that's the big story. We didn't go out and have something given to us. We literally took each piece and each chapter and progressed it and did the best we could with it. And frankly, we were very frugal at the time. And so it made it to where we could take our resources and double, triple, quadruple the businesses each year. And so, I mean, the first year was we started a a company that basically sold commercial trucks all across the country. And then year or so in, we started a leasing company. So literally we're 21 years old. We go around town and basically sit in front of 20 banks. They basically laugh at us. And we said that we want to basically raise capital and lend it out uh, more intelligently than a bank can. Everybody laughed at us. One bank said, yes. So we started a leasing company, eventually wrote all the guidelines and, and helped them create the software for a bank to create a leasing company. And we were 21 years old. And then we had wow. some, basically a few years later, we had a couple big brands and concept groups asking us to do specialty build outs. And so I, uh, I basically faked it till I made it always. And so I used my construction experience and I had huge brands coming to us saying, hey, you have these commercial trucks you're selling, but we need build outs. Can you build them for us? And So, yeah, some of my first trucks are still used by huge sports teams today. And that company morphed into its own kind of beast. And all along, though, I've seen the niches and I've created value inside each organization to where those customer segments appreciate what we're doing and they're willing to pay for it. And so, you know, here we are eight years in and same thing happened. My business partner and I weren't getting along and Um, it was a standard situation where he basically said, Hey, um, we'll see who really built this thing. Um, you know, one of us needs to buy each other out. So I ended up buying him out every dollar that I had that had been made for the past eight years. Um, which is several lifetimes of people retiring over. I basically cashed (laughs) out and I used the relation. I was a single parent, three kids, three jobs, and I had to be the mother and the father of these businesses. And so the risk was everything. I literally risked it again, going from multi-multi-millionaire to multi-million dollars worth of businesses that could be worth 10s and 20 30s, you know, exponentially millions if I can drive and grow them. And so at that point, I had to become a different human. I had to basically go focus on myself. And so a lot of the podcasts you talk about are always – it's self-generated. And, and – and, and what I mean by that is you have to be a great person and have great character to truly build a big organization. Everybody goes and works at a company and, and no one really thinks about how did it start? How did it get here? Because someone had to drive it from zero to a billion dollar company. And so what I wanted to do is I knew I needed to focus on becoming a highly emotionally intelligent individual that could see all facets of myself and the business Um, most companies that are smaller uh, any size really have dysfunctions based on the owners challenges they're a great salesperson but they're not great at human resources there are all these different dynamics that exist and I wanted to basically build something that could run without me so my mission became I want to build a billion dollar company that can run without me and so today if you look through our corporate vision that's the the mission is basically to build a company that runs uh, and it's greater than any one person and my mission is basically to build a billion dollar company by the time I'm um, six years old. Um, and so that's kind of how this whole thing started. And so I uh, bought the business partner out about six years ago, 5X the business, and I've done that through people. Um, and that's really what I think we want to talk about, which is like, yep. I, at a certain point, I have to invest all of my energy in future talent. And so I, if we're going to build something super special here, um, you know, David and I have gone back and forth on how do we, what's this blueprint It's basically I'm trying to figure out how I can mimic my high-performing activities and simplify them to where they're applicable and trainable for my future team members. Because that's the only way I'm going to get to this big billion-dollar goal
0: is by being able to support my amazing people that are working for me. Brad, that is absolute gold. That is one of the best segments we've ever had on this podcast for many, many reasons. and. Let's try to break down some of these points. First off, I love when you said you didn't go into any meeting asking someone what you should do. Instead, you are a constant learner and a sponge to to figure it out. Far too often, we want to rely on other people's advice. But if they haven't sweat with us, with the blood, sweat, and tears that we've gone through, they have no, no reason to be able to give us advice. So I love that point. Another point that you hit on that a lot of people don't understand is, you didn't have a choice. You were like, okay, I'm going to risk everything. I don't have a choice other than to succeed, other to, than to get through this. Too many times we give ourselves excuses or fallbacks or, okay, I'll try it, but I know I got this comfort thing to fall into. You just had the, I got to make this happen mentality. And, and 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 then you continue to hit on the, the, the importance of, okay, now you've got to this point. Like this is where you're at, but you see a bigger picture 2046 when you're 60 years old that's when you will have a billion dollar company and you speak this into existence and we'll dive deeper into the behaviors and the values and what you talk about is is so important cuz you live out culture everybody wants it companies talk about it sports teams talk about it but but how do you actually get it and you put those daily staples in and you said hey i got to have these people around me i can't do it alone one is too small of a number to create this success in life that we, do, that we want. So we have to have yeah. these other people around us driving us. So let's, let's talk about, because I think this is really cool. Like, I think, I, I honestly personally think, Brad, not just because we've been friends for a long time, but I think you are like the next Mark Cuban or you're one of these Elon Musk guys who's going to have tons and tons of business. What do you, you have 10 businesses right now? Is that right?
1: Right. Yeah. Ten. You know, it started with one company, um, wow. they've all been. They're, they're centric with each other. Everything yeah. is vertically integrated. One company starts because of another one. Um, we run, yeah, 10 companies currently That's- right now. We have really become more of a family office where we're managing my investments. Basically, we're taking the free cash and we're driving it into either organic growth inside of our existing companies, or we're going out and acquiring companies that I talked about earlier that have dysfunctions. And so my whole world revol- revolves around making sure that I don't have dysfunctions inside my culture and my organization and going out and helping solve those in other companies. And it yeah. exists everywhere. People make a lot of money and I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this for what the money
0: can drive and create, which is yep. so
1: much bigger than anyone thought
0: that it could be done. Yeah, and you're showing everybody that, hey, if you have this drive, you have this mission, you're not willing to give up. You're willing to literally just risk it all. It can happen, and it's not going to happen overnight. I love how you said earlier on, man, I've been through hell and back. It took eight years to even get started and get going. I've, I've seen you grind. I know. Like it, 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 A lot of people just want this end result, this easy way, but you found so much development and growth through this grind. And, and let's talk about the – we talk about the habits of a champion on this Pivot and Go podcast, and you absolutely have that. And I think one thing that really, that really builds the culture of your companies and your organizations is that you have behaviors of yourself, and you also have values that everybody – in your team is going to live by, like these are your staples. Can you talk about the behaviors and values that you drive?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I believe everything comes from our childhood. We all can, you and I might've had a different childhood than others that are listening, but at the end of the day, you're on the podcast. And that means you have a evolution-based personality. You want something, you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to evolve. Um, You have to have that want, you have to have that decision that's made that i want to get better that's the first that's the biggest piece of it but that comes from how we were brought up through our childhood and so a lot of companies talk about core values but frankly they're bullshit. it's basically (laughs) complete bs and it's just something they made up and they're so corporatey that you know in a smaller company you're really living the owner's um core values but we also went one step further and I went into behaviors. I'm more excited probably about behaviors than I am the core values. The core values keep us centered, but if we don't have a combination of both, man, we can't take the organization yeah. where we want to go. And the beautiful thing is, is we've done a great job of being transparent about what these are. And this is the type of people that we want coming in here and we're excited about it. And if, if someone doesn't follow this, we're willing to part ways with them. And so like on my behaviors, my two most exciting ones are, are basically being gritty and relentless that if you're going to describe me in two words, that is myself in two words and the dysfunctions of the bowling that I went through. I want to go back to this. Like when I was younger, the drive was to build something to prove everybody wrong, but that's, you can only take that so far. The trajectory drives off into dysfunction at a certain point that'll all that'll burn you up at a certain point. So you have to have the emotional intelligence to understand your flaws, your challenges, your strengths, everything across the board. And when you can start to be basically uh, aware of this and you can, you can internalize it and make decisions off of it. That's when you become very powerful because you can create change at that point. And so for years I had these bowling aspects that I pushed and drove and compensated for. And at a certain point I had to pivot those and say, Hey, whoa, 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 what actually is truly you deep down and so by me spending literally thousands of hours deriving basically my company culture and what i wanted to be it allowed us to align myself in the teams and i mean it's it's blood sweat and tears and everybody's invested in this thing because it's not just about me living a lifestyle business it's about me growing something that's going to change and potentially create generational wealth with a lot of people inside my organization. That's what this whole thing's about. And that was the blueprint of what I set out to build was, like I said, something that could basically grow without me. So setting the values and behaviors was the most important thing I've done probably in the five, last five years. It, it's driven my culture into purity.
0: Yeah. And what it does is it makes sure everybody is on the same page. And I think a lot of people miss this aspect. You just think that people are on the same mission and uh, mission and vision, but they 're really not and I challenge, I think this is is a great tool to have that that you showed me how important it is, is is I challenge everybody out there to have your two or three words that define you. What are you going to live in? Have these words not just be kind, loving, but have them be like you have, gritty, relentless, something a little bit different, maybe brave, but something that you know that that's who you're going to be every single day that you show up and you have the people that work around you do the same thing. And then with your values, your high character, the work ethic and the quality that you do, like everybody knows, no matter what they 're doing, whether it 's a phone call whether it's they 're selling a truck, making a truck, whatever it might be, they all fall into that, so everybody 's on the same mission and vision and and one thing that's that 's really cool about you, brad is you 're not just like you 're not just about trying to make money as a businessman, we think we 're just trying to make money, just turn over the bottom line, but you 're driving overall just like success principles into the people that work for you who are going to not just help them in their career, but also help them in their overall life. Like me and you nerd out about optimization stuff. Right. Like not many business CEOs even know what that word, that term means. And it's amazing, man. So I'd like to talk to you about, about your habits, about your non-negotiables. Are there some things in your day that, that is like, these are my staples? The,
1: the most important thing for me is eating well. And yeah we can be broad scoped on that you and I jive with this but what we put into our bodies is everything I'm a low energy person just being you know upfront with it so I have to be really really careful with this so any optimization that I can do I love it I love learning I love kind of evolving my perspectives with it but I I, I do change that up from time to time the second one is exercise I do exercise regularly I'm not quite the but I would say you you're the basically the pinnacle, as far as I'm concerned. You're working out 24-7. I hear you. You know what you're doing back and forth. I don't work out like you, but I am active, and I take good care of myself. And one thing also is uh, I'm a huge visionary. So not everybody's going to have the same personalities that you and I do, but I can tell you a secret that a lot of successful people do is they, they drive vision throughout their day and how their days are going to be successful and positive. And so for me, that's a dynamic. It's like the third leg to my chair. I, I wake up positive. I wake up how I'm going to have positive intentions for the day and I live it out. And these are the little tiny steps that make my day successful. That make my week, my month, my year, my five years, my 10 years. And so, yeah, I would say that's the three that I really drive off of.
0: Yeah. Those are great. Those are amazing staples too. And I like it, the, the last point, the vision being a visionary. A lot of people will don't really, I mean, you don't speak these affirmations into yourself and I, we were having a conversation a couple months back and, it really hit me because I loved it. I, I can't remember exactly the words you were saying, but you said you were in the car and you were driving and you're just like telling yourself, I'm a badass or I, I could do this. What were you saying? Like just yelling it out loud. Because I think there's, I mean, I know there is a lot of power in speaking these affirmations to yourself.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I was, I mean, I've, I've dealt with uh, maybe I'm not the smartest person in the room, but I can sure figure out how to get the smartest people in the room and uh, do something with me. But the smartest people in the room, aren't successful unless they have a visionary and someone that can lead and drive culture. And so, yeah, since I was young, like I said, this bullying thing, it really is a challenge for a lot of people across the country where it's like people are telling them they can't do something and you have to just have one glimpse of light saying, no, I can do it because a lot of times people tell themselves a story that is not their current reality. And so it's, it's so delicate. I would just say, make sure, you know, as you're going forward, you're able to take and, actually align your story with your current reality and so many people get told by other people that hey this is this is what you're going to be and it's like no you can be anything you want within yes. the realm of of some yes. realities and so i'm not going to go be a doctor overnight but then like if i want to go make a real like change of pivot i can go do it i just have to figure out how to back into it so a lot of what i do is i'll create um kind of my vision boards my i do one three and five years and then i Uh, Jesse Etzler talked about how he does the rocking chair scenario where he literally backed into his entire life and wanted to make sure that he's hitting those pivotal moments and isn't basically sitting there when he's 89 years old and regretting life. Well, I've done that same thing. I literally have engineered my life in reverse, but those bumpers in place and I take every minute, uh, super, super, um, you know, to heart. And then I, I basically, when I'm driving, I'll think about those positive intentions like we talked about. And yeah, I get into it. Like right now I'm pretty low key, but like, I'm a pretty intense individual, and uh, I drive myself hard. I am the hardest person on myself, just like I assume you are on yourself, and that's good and bad. But by me using all these techniques, it allows me to go back and, and understand what due north was and make sure I'm you know,
0: on the right track and, and going the directions where I want to go. Now, that's really key. Everybody listening, take that away as as having your vision. You said like Jesse Hitzler when he's 89 years old and backing into it. And actually having these one-year, three-year, five-year plans, blueprints, these that you put, I mean, you're so great at putting things into your schedule. You've taught me a lot in, in that realm, putting it on your calendar and literally having self assessment times. Because a lot of us, we will just go through the day, just do, 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 and then we wake up when we're 89 and we don't know where life went. So, have your big vision, mission like you do in 2046. I, no doubt, you will have a billion dollar company then. I know you will because yeah. you, you have that. You're speaking it into existence, you're living in it daily, and then you're taking these these steps. You've created this blueprint for how to get there, not just to say I'm going to get there, but for how to get there. And I think there's unbelievable power in that. And 99% of us are missing that.
1: Yeah. You've got to make the decision though, that you want to do something. Yes. And excuses cannot be part of your life. Like I don't have an excuse. I wake up, I get to go to work. I get to go do something versus I have to. So many people look at life from this negative perspective of like, Man, I have to go do this or I have to go do that. It's like, no, man, I get to. And also get rid of this mindset of like, well, I I can't go do that. It's like, there's no can'ts. Figure out what you need to do, back into it, understand the difference between goals, objectives, strategies, and tactics, and literally write it out. And it doesn't matter what it is across the board. You can go do it. It's just a matter of you have to take the first step and say, this is what I want to do. I'm
0: going to go do it. And then after that, you have to trust yourself. And be your biggest fan. Yes, yes. Very good. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. And I could talk to you all day about these. You have uh, just a great mindset and your habits and your drive. And I'd love to talk to you all day, but we're going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat. So these are going to be quick answers. Whatever comes to your mind, you can go with it. We can expand on it. Throwing you on the rapid fire hot seat. The first one we have for you is... Do you have a favorite mindset quote that you live by? Now, you just talked about one of the most important ones, the get-to-versus-have-to mentality. Are there any quotes on your fridge or on on your bathroom mirror that you just really, really love? My favorite one is by Phil Jackson. It
1: says, you're only a success while performing
0: the successful act, and then you have to go do it again. And that's life. I mean, that's literally (laughs) life. Yes. Yes. Good. I love how you brought basketball into it, too, man. I know you Uh, – it's my favorite. Yeah. You had a, you had a great uh, JV basketball career in high school. I, can re- I do remember that.
1: I was always second straight. <laughs> story of my life.
0: So I took it over and ran with it. So. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. What, uh, what is your definition of leaving a legacy? Not necessarily what be on a big billboard or what the world says it is, but what's leaving a legacy to you?
1: So for me, it's being able to pass
0: these behaviors, these
1: values um, down to my children, down to my employees. Um, I really, really spend a massive amount of my time trying to coach and develop people yeah. because, in the end, that's that's the future of uh, my business. And so that's really the biggest one for me is, is being able to build something that allows people to uh, motivate themselves and do things that maybe they originally didn't think were possible.
0: So that's success to me. That's beautiful, man. Pouring into others. You are the epitome of what I call the 1% percenter. pouring into yourself 1% daily so that you can pour into others. It's awesome. Okay. So we know that 2046 is the billion dollar year but yeah. what's what's next? What's on the horizon? Are we growing more companies? Like what? Just what fires you up every morning? That, that that's coming next.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's that I. So twofold I'll answer the question like this. So yeah, we're we're just getting started. This is my 14th year doing this. We've had uh, we beat the market every year, uh, all 14 years, and done really well. Now it's pouring fire on. The, the pouring gas in the fire. And so we're ready to roll. Um, I've got brought a lot of team members on that are basically here to help us acquire other organizations. So we're in acquisition mode. And so it's going to be full-fledged growing the businesses, growing the portfolios across the board. Um, but what gets me up every morning is the fact that um, all these little steps have allowed me to be in a place to where I can just have a blast with all these people on the around. I'm having a blast with you having the conversation right now. It's like, but it's all these little mindset shifts and pivots you talk about that's like I get to wake up every day and I have no idea what the day is going to bring,
0: but I'm going to bring some positivity into it because I have that choice. That's that's so cool. And to hear how driven that you, that you are, but you still do a, a great job of having – Having balance and, and i 'm not a big believer on balance because you know I think balance is b s but but you you have time that you take away and you get away you, you take your parents on trips like we're even talking about going to going to a trip of Park City together like you have this un- incredible drive, and you can tell just from the the, the fire and mission that you're on in your voice and the way that you talk, but you also have this what people like to call work life balance, which is I think is very very impressive because sometimes you can i mean you know I know we put push the pedal on the gas and we just go too hard if we burn ourselves out. So that's. Yeah, you, you have to take care of yourself.
1: I'm, I'm the biggest proponent of, of taking care of myself. How, yeah. how can I be great to others unless I take good care of myself? So, all yep. the stuff that you follow from rituals to all those dynamics, I, I agree with you 100% because if we can't
0: uh, basically take care of ourselves, how can we serve others well? And so, I'm all about it. Absolutely, Brad. How can we all follow everything you're doing? You're kind of just getting out there in, in the, the the national media, and, and I think you are like I, like I said, an next Mark Cuban, a huge business tycoon. But how, how can we all follow everything that you're doing now, and so we can just continue to learn from you?
1: Yeah, so we're getting ready to start this whole PR campaign. Um, the best right now is just to follow me on Instagram at Brad underscore Carlson and just see how I'm going to build basically a social media platform. We're going to take it from nothing and figure
0: Love out it. how to build it. So. Love it. And I know you will. And the last question that we always ask everybody on the Pivot and Go podcast before we left, let you off, what advice would you give to someone who is in a similar situation like you, that is feeling stuck, feeling like they can't achieve their dreams and goals? What, what, what piece of advice would you give them as you leave this audience and this podcast?
1: So for me, the biggest life changer
0: that, that I uh, was able
1: to absorb along the way from my coaches is understanding how to break down a goal and going and making it happen. And so understanding what a goal is in relation to an objective, in relation to strategies and tactics, and then be able to visualize if you want to go accomplish something, write it down, visualize it, yeah. talk about it and obsess over it. And all it takes is one goal to start you off. Next thing you know, you're going to become obsessive. And just like you and I, we have like, I have giant boards that are like four by four that I obsess over because I'm excited about it. And you get a bunch of goals going on at once and it's just beautiful how they eventually play out in uh, the direction you want. So that's my biggest piece of advice Man, is understand awesome. the difference of those
0: relations. And I promise you, it'll change your world. Man, drop the mic on that. That's beautiful. That is a addicted to improvement. Brad, you are such a, 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 I mean, a light to this world, and, and everybody that's listening here can take so much from this. I would encourage you to listen back to this, and if you're someone who has a business or is thinking about starting a business or already running a big business, I would talk to Brad. I would reach out to him because you can—you know you have this, this formula that you're building to grow amazing businesses and amazing cultures, so Man, thank you for your time coming on this podcast and uh, just just really appreciate all you're doing. And I'm cheering for you daily, man. All right. Love it, man. Thank you so much for giving your time to me and listening to the 1% podcast. Without you, none of this would be possible. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings you give this podcast help to grow the audience and the reach. For us to be able to bring on new guests each week and provide that 1% daily steps we can all implement from top NBA players, high performers, and just from amazing people doing amazing things to better this world. And it's all because of you. If you could, I will shout you out. Personally, thank you. Leave a review on iTunes or the podcast app on your phone. Five stars if you love it one star of course if you hate it and leave a comment of what you liked about it or questions suggestions that you might have post on social media and tag me at david nurse nba and i will repost the reviews the podcast gets i'll shout you out personally for sure thank you so much for being the best community the best family the best one percent squad so blessed for all of you out there now go out there today and speak a word of encouragement into someone You can and you will make a difference.